0: You have to love yourself before anything in this life will ever happen. You have to love yourself. You have to give yourself that opportunity to be happy, or else shit doesn't go the same. And it's like, bro, you can accomplish a million things if you're not happy. You're not gonna like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like all these billionaires and millionaires, like if they're not happy, like yeah, they're rich, but they probably still have self like problems with the within themselves or their their families that is like fucking them up. It's the biggest thing to me is mental health, and then like to see you know juice you know go through that shit and it take his life and also take away someone so special to so many people the music you put out the the therapy that he was the the like doctor therapist that he was to these kids like it sucks it hurts you know so that in itself is like the biz- biggest example of take care of yourself man battle with your demons and your vices but it won't last forever Drugs will kill you, you know what I'm saying? Like, sad depression, it will take you places that you don't want to be. So take those steps, reach out, talk to someone. Even if you think there's no way, like, even if you think, man, there's no way I'm going to get over this, there's no way I'm going to get out of this hump, there's a way. There's a will, there's a way. This is Sad Boy Radio. this me, can
1: I love
0: the same?
1: what's going on everybody welcome back to sad boy radio i'm your host matt and today we got a very special guest uh i'm gonna let him do the honors and introduce himself. So. go ahead bro
0: my name is jake uh formerly internet known as globe jake um, i'm just a dj um, entrepreneur trying try and do as much as i can i work with lyrical lemonade i grew up with cole bennett um in plano and sort of worked by his side for the past 10 years or so.
1: He says that very lightly. I work with Lyrical Lemonade. He he is, he was on the ground floor. He did a lot of work with them and basically, you know, helped build that brand.
0: I worked for, worked with, yeah, not, not past tense, but you know, worked alongside of a lot of cool things with Lyrical and helped sort of the groundwork when it was first beginning, it was just me and Cole. So yeah, I've done a lot of stuff in that world and then Worked with some cool artists along the way and done a lot of cool shit, man.
1: Man, I don't know if this is still your formal title, but VP of a and I caught it from a different interview, right? DJ, you do a lot of shit behind the scenes. So first I want to start off with, you know, how have you grown personally with each milestone of Lyrical and also with each new role?
0: Shit, man. I, I guess I just kept moving and try to stay motivated and not get too comfortable and just still stay hungry you know like that's the main thing you have to just keep going and like let accomplishments come and appreciate them and experience that and feel it enjoy it but also take it and put it behind you and next goal you know mama mentality i guess you know job's not done and it never will be until we take over the world for real so
1: and i feel like that's what most successful people do right you're always looking towards what's next what's next what's next not focusing on okay i did this I can be content. We were just talking about that shit, that people are so focused on, damn, I caught a like, but okay, what are you gonna do to catch the next one?
0: what are you gonna do with that? Like, how are you gonna, you know, use that to your favor and keep it moving, for sure, man.
1: That's the attitude you need to have to be successful, right? Now, what I like to do in the beginning of most interviews is take specific moments from somebody's career and kind of have them reflect on that moment while also telling us what they learned from it. So first, I wanna start with you touring with Dex. Famous Dex.
0: Shit, man. I was so young. I'll never forget that. Um, First tour I ever went on. I uh, I was like, of course, very close with Dex because of Cole, and he just liked me. It really started as something so simple. I was just like, so myself, and I smoked a lot. I smoked a lot of weed, and every time I was with him, he was rolling up weed. I was rolling up weed. We were just like in high as fuck together. He's like, damn, bro, like, you're you rolling once up fast as fuck, and, like, you're attentive, you know what's going on, like, you have a mission, it looks like, you know, like, you're you're on your ship. He's like, you want to come be my assistant and just, like, roll up weed, make sure I check into hotels, make sure I'm on time. Like, I just need someone who's, like, a positive person around me because, you know, a lot of people, when you get to that stage, like, people are around you for the wrong reasons. And, like, my thing was with Dex is, like, same with cole is like we seen he was very talented and we wanted to see him win and see him fulfill his you know his destiny and like what he was meant to be so i had uh hit him up and i was like yo bro like if you ever need any help like i'd love to go on the road or whatever hit me back he's like hell yeah bro like come come and i was like oh shit i'm fresh out of high school 18 at the time and um I was like head over heels like, oh my God, telling my my homies like, bro, I'm about to go on tour, like this is wild. And when I was a kid, like that was like the whole thing. I loved lyrical and I loved doing everything I was doing there, but I always wanted to go on tour. I always wanted to like be, some- I didn't. I wasn't even a DJ at the time, but I just knew I loved like that road life, being traveling, I loved to travel. That was like my dream. I didn't travel at all as a kid. I'd never flew on a plane except for once. My family didn't really have shit, you know what I'm saying? So I came from jack squat. Never traveled except for my eighth grade Washington, D.C. trip, you know, and um, and fucking, I was like, hell yeah, of course, travel, be with Dex, smoke weed, free, I, you know what I'm saying, like, of course, and um, the first half of the tour had went past, and he didn't hit me, I'm like, this is an artist, so it's like, you know, they say stuff, they forget, they're on the road, they're moving, so I'm like, fuck it, whatever, you know, so I just took it with a grain of salt, forgot about it second half of the tour they went like 15 dates and there was like a week break and then they went 20 more dates so after the first half he had hit me he's like yo bro like my bad like you still down and i was like hell yeah so i'd already forgotten about it and then it came back so i'm like pretty much broke at the time lyrical was like it was going places but it wasn't anything near what it is now like we were still driving to chicago three times a week to shoot videos for 100 200 dollars whatever it may be Dex, we just started working with Dex, started to get that buzz, but like, cool, anything with Lyrical, whatever money he was making, he was just putting it right back in his videos, he would shoot a video, spend that money on merch, you know, make that money on merch, book an artist to play a show, so um, I was like, fuck it, let's go, ended up going on that second half of the road with him, and man, I had a blast, we were on a sprinter, you know, I was with um, Diego Money, Warhol was on the tour, and me and Dex got really, really close, and he just sorta fucked with me because I was like a businessman, and I wanted to get shit done, but I also smoked a lot of weed, you know, and I was a fun-ass kid, I still consider myself fun, dude, I love to have fun, like, like my whole life i want to go out i want to go to games i want to fucking go to concerts and festivals and do all this shit. you only have one life to live so you know you might as well live it up you're only young once and like it's a cliche statement but for real you only are young once. you only get your 20s once and then you get old and you have kids and you know whatever you want to do but me and dex became great friends i ended up moving into his crib uh out in l.a when i was like 19 mm-hmm. and um sort of took from there and then i started him just you know i started getting a social media presence so i would like just connect with as many people as i can clothing brands influencers weed companies producers artists and i was like finding all these cool artists and producers for decks i was like yo you should lock in with this kid he's gonna be next you know like i just hear i don't know i've always had a good ear for hearing and seeing cool shit. we ended up work. i ended up like being his assistant slash a and Ring his um big mixtape dex meet dexter with pick it up in japan and i ended up finding the producer for pick it up and japan getting a plaque for one of the records i got i, I have credits on both of them but i have a plaque for pick it up they were like pick one, whatever plaque you want i was so young at the time i was like fuck what like hell yeah pick it up with rocky that was like my idea to uh put it was originally I was like, bro, you should put ASAP Ferg on this. Like, it's a huge record. Don't drop it. Like, pick it up right when I heard. It, I was like, this is a smash, bro. Don't send it to ASAP Ferg and like get him on it. It's gonna go up. Sent it over and Rocky was like, bro, I love this track. <laughs> Rocky hopped on us. So we're like, oh what? Like, golden. Yeah, man, and then that was, like, the start of everything I started doing on my side of just me being me aside from Lyrical Lemonade. But, yeah, phenomenal moments, man. It started me, crafted me, gave me my first opportunity, Dex and Murda, his manager, and all the people that he worked with just, like, treated me like family, which we were family, but that was, like, a big starting stepping stone for me for sure.
1: Mm, Shout out all of them, man.
0: Yeah, great people, for real.
1: You said a couple things there that I wanted to touch on and ask about, but... I think the thing that stood out the most was, you know, you wanna you wanna live up your twenties. You know, you're only young once. Real. Does that idea of getting old scare you a little bit?
0: Hell yeah, bro. No one wants to get old. Like I wanna be young forever and that's why like I don't know, I, I I'm gonna be as young as I can, like mentally and emotionally and like I'm not not like in a sense that I'm gonna be a child and never grow up, but like I'm gonna have as much fun as I can until my body or like whatever I'm doing in life like contradicts that, you know. Like I have a kid, like I have a girlfriend right now and I always tell her, I'm like, yo, like we've we've been dating for almost like two years, like a little over a year, so a year and a half probably now. I like told her right when she started dating, I was like, yo, like I'm not normal. Like I love to have fun. I love to go out. Like I'm a DJ. I go to the clubs. I DJ. I love to go to games, bulls, socks, cubs. I love to go to festivals. I'll fly across the country to go to Rolling Loud. Tark and matt and scheme and all the danny all those people are family so they always take care of me you know i'm like i'll take us to all these things you just gotta ride with me you know and be along for the ride i love to do all that shit so yeah man it's definitely a scary thing you know you look at your like your parents it's like i always like man when i was young i did all this crazy shit so it's like you really only get one life and like Someone once told me, my buddy Carmen Rossi, he owns like a bunch of clubs and restaurants out here and just like an all around good guy. Went to college for 15 years. He's a lawyer, it's just a political man. Very, very big inspiration to me. But he once told me, he was like, Bro, he's like, I feel like people would live their life so different if they had like three lives above their head like you know like you live the first one, like all right yeah, that was cool second one i'm gonna do a little better and the third one you're like oh this is it i gotta do this i'm gonna have the best young life i'm gonna get successful i'm gonna do one. you don't get three lives you get one so it's like what do you want to do with that one life that time you're here those moments you have on this earth breathing having fun being able to like i have so blessed me in the position i am to where i could like call Yo, bro, let me get some artist passes to the festival. Okay, of course, your name's on the list. Like, of course I'm going to take advantage of that. Of course I'm going to be young. Of course I'm not going to want that shit to end. So definitely scared to get older, but I'm I'm not scared in the sense of, like, I'm going to just stick myself in this kid lifestyle. Like, I want to grow up. I want to mature. I want to become a man. I feel like I am, you know, I know I am a man. But I want to, of course, grow and learn new things throughout life and get to those phases of life where i have a kid or marry my girlfriend or whatever it is buy a house but you know what i'm saying of course i want to do that but getting old is definitely scary man you want to have young and or be young and have all these fun times forever
1: that's exactly what i was just telling you about you know what we were just talking about being stuck in that middle ground where you're like damn i want to hold on to this but i i know this is on the horizon yep,
0: yep, you and it's like, you know what's on the horizon, but you really don't either, bro. You could wake up tomorrow and fucking Elon Musk could call you like, bro, I like you. I, You can meet the the, the the most impactful person in your life tomorrow, and you might not even know. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Cole came to me in high school with that piece of paper, I was like, bro, I want to start this thing called Lyric Clement. You think I thought that this shit would take me and him and all the places I've been, all the things I've done. I've gone to Europe twice, been on two European. I've seen 40 countries. I've seen every fucking state in the u.s besides maybe a handful like i don't know but i took it and i was like you gotta take that risk you know what i'm saying and it was a beautiful thing my life has changed and i am who i am because of it changed forever for real ever bro man and we're gonna get
1: a lot deeper into that but first let's let's cover two more of these things right two more of these milestones that you had that taught you something the first summer smash
0: well which one are you talking about like the first festival summer smash or the first like concert because summers well i mean it wasn't a festival but um the first summer i know right we gotta get this fly when he lands next time (laughs) but the first summer it was like i think it was summer smash it was a show with dex ugly god made in tokyo royce rizzy ugly god And uh, it was in just like a venue. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then eventually Cole's like, I wanna do a real festival. But man, the first Summer Smash, like seeing all those kids, and I think it was like 7,000 people. Turn around now it's 30,000. And we thought that was like, you know, we thought that was it, but it's like, we understand that this is only getting bigger and you know, bigger than we could ever dream or imagine. Um, But it was just like a cool thing to be able to see something that I was a part of bringing all these kids together and then beyond that like all these kids are having the time of their life like you know a weekend they'll never forget meeting all these people whether it's like you meet an artist or you meet a new friend and you become best friends with him and like that is like most important to me that there's a, a culture within what we do and a community that these kids get to meet other people and, you know, find lifelong friends or year-long friends or whatever, but it's a beautiful thing to see all these kids come together and just have fun, because that's all we were, you know, we were just kids having fun, and still, like I said, we're adults having fun, but it's awesome, bro, it's an amazing experience. That's
1: literally what you guys did, right? You brought the culture together, and you brought, all, like you said, all these kids together, and Showing them how to have a good time and try to make it safe as safe as possible, right? Because obviously it's a festival. And the last one I want to talk about, because I know you were really big in this process, bringing Leroy over from Australia.
0: Yeah, man, that's something I hold close just like to my heart and my um, credential sheet or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, man, that um, that was really cool to see something um, that I was so closely with get as big as it is. But, yeah, man, I just remember I heard from him through a snippet with him and Lil Skies when he was, like, 13 years old. And Lil Skies and Landon Cube's engineer, Neek, had knew who he was. And I was like, bro, like, I want to figure out a way to get in. Like, not even get in, but, like, bring this kid over here. He's going to be a star. I know it. Like, this kid's music, he's going to be something beyond what we can imagine. And, uh... I got really close with Leroy, He's like my little brother. Um, and then I was in a studio once, and Juice and his crew, Grade A, Bibby and G Money and Pete, they were like trying to sign new artists, and I was like, "Bro, this is the kid." Like, and they had not met him before, but I remember they were in the studio with the lawyers and shit, and I was like, "Let me call this kid," because he had this manager Ziggy, who was very like, didn't want to let him go. And he was like, "Bro, like, uh, yeah, like, we'll come over and we'll talk to you guys." But what's up with the video with Cole? And I'm like, "Bro, like." the video like this shit is this kid's gonna be a star like come over here to america get right get involved with these labels get some push behind you and then let that shit come the music speaks for itself there's no way this music doesn't go it's so good you know and this is when he was 13 14 now he's evolved so much but and, and it's just like more of an industry thing too like Leroy's still a friend of mine but you know things change people change everyone goes him and cole are still you know close still friends we all we don't see him as much you know he's a busy dude but he knows, we all know, like, I believed in him when not a lot of people did. And then he came over to, um he came over on on tour with with Juice, and me and him just, like, he didn't really know anyone. So, me and him were just every night kicking it. I was, like, playing basketball with him when he didn't really have it. I was, like, introduced him to Mosey, or Ski, Skiing. I was, like, I oh, want you to meet these people, you know, like, just get to know them. So, very, very good memories with him, and, you know, I love the kid to death, and I'm so happy for everything he's accomplished, and I'm always gonna be behind him, I'm always gonna support him, no matter what the manager label deal is, like, I was, I I supported him when he wasn't famous, and no matter how famous he gets, I'm still gonna support him, and I hold it dearly to me that I was a part of that process, and not many people know it, but, like, Cole always tell me, like, bro, that's, that's you, bro, like, you're, you're, if it wasn't for you, we would have never shot the video, because I was Bro, i would tell cole three times a week bro you gotta shoot with the little right? yeah i got the songs i 20 songs you pick one you know and he's always like bro I, I got you bro just like just wait let him grow up a little you know so young and like and then the time came and i was the one who picked the song let her go i was like bro this is the good first one like he's rapping he's gonna, like this is going to introduce him to that and then he's going to come and sing and it's all just going to work and by the grace of God or luck or whoever's watching out for us, it worked out beautifully, and now he's a fucking star. Damn, bro, that's
1: fucking crazy. And I was watching those behind the videos yeah, that Cole would yeah. be doing. Those shit, that shit's crazy.
0: Yeah, very cool. I love those.
1: So, were you in the room when they did go, or yeah, you know, you posted that clip yeah. recently in the studio?
0: I was in the room when they did the original go without juice. So when it was him, Omer, Fetty, and Neek. Uh, Skies' engineer, Tito was there, Thomas, my boy Thomas and I think Landon, it was like a crib they had and they all lived in and uh, yeah, I was there and then, then when they had went to Greece right before Juice had passed was when he did the feature but they did, I don't think anyone knew that that was going to be the one Juice hopped on because at that point it was like whatever Juice wanted to hop on he would and Leroy would let him hop on any record, you know, but yeah, it was a really cool experience to see all that and I remember Omer Fetty, he stupid talented he does everything for nas X, 24k pose mg he's just everywhere he's a rock star he literally an actual rock star his dad was like a rolling stone or some shit. He's from a, damn from like a foreign country i forgot what country he's from but um and when they made that song i went back to g money and i was like i was like bro this those two Let them keep making music and I think he did stay. And I think he did all his huge records, you know. So I was just like, I feel it, I see it, and I'm like, Yeah, this is this is something special. So it was a really cool moment to be in there for that.
1: They be having the sad boy for real tracks, bro. For real.
0: Gotta love sad boy music. It helps you get through shit. We got
1: that too, we got that coming right now, bro. But we started at the top, bro. Let's take it back to the beginning. Let's you know, start it from the bottom, just like Drake, right? Go ahead and talk about your relationship with Cole and literally how that all began and the beginning process of lyrical for you.
0: Me and Cole have just always been friends throughout high school and grade school and you know we were really really close and uh, my uh, my dad got caught like selling a bunch of bricks of cocaine, crazy story. My dad went to jail for like pretty much like my whole life. He was like in and out of jail and then he went to jail for a really long time when I was um, in like third or fourth grade. And my mom was like, I love my mom to death, and she ended up, bec- she was always a great mother, but she put her shit behind her, but she was, you know, it was her husband, so she was caught up in a lot of shit. But, um, yeah, so my family was a little rough. I didn't really have the best household, and Cole's mom sort of seen that and sort of, like, took me in, and me and Cole were really close, and really, it all started. I found his n- number in the phone book, and I had called him. I was like what's up bro like uh, I'm a year younger than you but like let's hang out went over to stay at his house and I ended up staying there for like five nights and we just became best friends his mom started seeing what was going on and I started like basically living with Cole and his family from like fifth sixth seventh eighth you know and then I was like pretty much like living over there like his mom was my mom his family's my family they took me in like I loved him to death his mom his sisters everyone you know they treated me like their son so yeah, man, we just became super close, and then in high school, we were always, like, different, you know, we just played sports, we did all the shit, small-town shit, but he was always, like, on a video camera, and we always loved rap music, and where we're from, it's, like, more country and, like, sublime and Red Hot Chili pepper. You guys are from the
1: cornfields,
0: bro. Exactly, <laughs> we're from the cornfields, for sure, we're a rural-ass area. We're just different, we loved Mac, we loved Wiz, there was kids who loved that from our town, but we were, like, we loved rap music, and, um... Yeah, he came up to me with this piece of paper, and he's like, bro, like, uh, I'm going to make this blog. I'm like, you want to help? And I was like, bro, anything. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get stuck here, bro. Like, I, my mom did, my brother did. Like, I just can't do it. I want to – there's way more life than this. I know it, but it's like when you're in a town like that, they don't really teach you about it. They don't tell you about They don't tell you go, go, go follow your dream and take that risk. And, you know, you might fail, but, no, they're like, you're going to fail. Don't do it. Stay here, get a job, go to school, blah, blah, blah. And we, yeah, we were like, fuck that shit. So we just started driving to Chicago f- three, four, five times a week from Plano during school. We leave right after school, We'd leave on the weekends, shoot videos for $50, $100, $200.
1: That's including the editing?
0: Yeah, so, bro... I would like I was never good at computers, writing, any of that shit. So like I would like show Cole music but like I wrote on the blog for a little but I was never into that shit. Like I was more just like a people's person, like everyone loved me. I was a cool dude, I smoked, like I was always just like the dude on set who they could we were always comfortable, you know what I'm saying? While Cole was working, I would talk to them and he'd smoke and whatever. Bro, Cole was a workhorse bro. He was writing hundreds of articles for the blog. It was just him writing hundreds of articles for the blog. We were driving to Chicago. He was editing everything himself, running the channel, running the merch, designing the merch, getting the merch made by our boy's mom in our hometown, packing up everything, me and him, you know, his mom, he was the one taking all the product shots. Like he was doing everything. He still does so much. People don't understand that he's a workhorse, bro. One of the hardest, most inspirational people in my life today. Like I wouldn't be who I am if I never was his best friend, you know, and like he taught me so much. And, you know, like we call each other brothers because back in the day we looked alike and I was like, it's my brother. You know, it's just how we moved. We were always together. We would go travel, go to parties. And like, so what we did. Man. And took us places, man. And, you know, now we're here.
1: Just so you know, I knew that story. I just needed them to know the story on the show, right? I love that. Uh, that's crazy. You know, I kind of want to ask, you know, what did those arguments look like, you know, growing up? Because obviously, you know, when you got siblings, you're always arguing.
0: I don't know, man. Me and Cole never really... I guess that's why, like, we were such good friends. We never really had differences like that, you know. Occasionally, we'd get into some stupid shit and, like, fist fight each other, and young I mean, kid shit. Yeah. But when we got older, it was never really arguments. Like, the only time we would argue is if Cole would, like, see me because, like, I battle with addiction, you know what I'm saying, anxiety, depression. Like, I've had a lot of shit go through my life, and I've fell a lot of times, and I've gotten back up, but only time cole's ever been like upset with me is more like yo bro you gotta do better you have so much potential like you can do whatever you want you just gotta do it bro like look at me i'm just doing it like i'm making myself do it you know and then you fall in love with something and you're like oh shit. you know like this is awesome but the only times we'd ever argue is him just saying bro i want you to do better you know what i'm saying i want you to go get it i don't want to give it to you i want you to earn it i want you to go work for that shit. But that's why I'm blessed to be able to call him, you know, one of my best friends, my brothers, because he was just such a motivational point and person in my life. I wouldn't be who I am today without him, you know, straight up. And that's really how it
1: is with, you know, best friends and family, siblings, right? Because I got three siblings and my closest friends, right? If I were to talk to them about some shit and they didn't like it, you know, they're going to be straight up with me and tell me what's up. And those are the people you need in your life. yeah, the other question I did have for you was in what ways did your childhood shape you?
0: Shit, man. I have an older brother and an older sister, and um my they both dropped out they like bo- uh, my brother got expelled, both bad kids getting arrested all the time. My dad like you know, I was just like I was supposed to be another another Wilson uh, get arrested, going get in trouble staying in Plano and I was like, man, fuck that shit like I a lot of people like some people see it like all right this is my this is my story this is my book like this is what it is these are this is what i was born into this is the hand i was dealt i'm gonna just keep it i was like fuck this bro give me new cards you don't want to i'm gonna go get new cards i'm gonna go make my own book i'm gonna go make my own story you know what i'm saying so i don't know seeing my dad and All that type of shit. My mom, the shit she had to go through, it just made me want to have, like, a better life for myself and then be at the point when I want to have kids, like, they have whatever the fuck they want to have and they don't have to go through the shit I went through, you know what I'm saying? So it definitely made me a strong-ass kid, like, mentally, physically, and, of course, I still battle with shit, but it's, like, I was always, like, the type of kid that never told anyone. I, like, hold it all in until I just couldn't anymore and then I'd just lose it, you know what I'm saying? But it toughened me up, man. It showed me routes that I didn't want to take. It showed me routes I wanted to take, and it just, I don't know, yeah, made me a strong dude and met a lot of very special people throughout the way who were there for me, you know. I've, I have a lot of people in my life beyond, like, my family who were just there for me and just tried to show me the right things. Cole's mom, I had a coach in high school, coach all my sports coaches, understood what I was going through, like, I'd have to leave practice to go see my sister in rehab or, like, my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, real fucked up shit, but I had a lot of cool friends that were always there for me and like a lot of bro when i was young like crazy man like i wasn't people weren't allowed to come to my house i wasn't allowed to hang out with kids because of like what my family did you know so it was like when i found cole his mom was like i don't give a fuck." like as long as you know you're a good kid and i see it and like you want something better than i believe in you it's like that's why i appreciate them so much because literally bro kids weren't allowed to hang out with me their parents would be like hell no you know and cole's mom was like "Fuck it and of course me and cole got in trouble got arrested a couple times, and she still was there and gave me that benefit of the doubt. Yo, he's young, he's going to learn. Other small town, they're like, that's who he is, you know. He got in trouble when he was 10, 12, 13. That's what he's going to be forever. It's like, And that's just that lame-ass small town mindset. Even everywhere, people are like that. You know, they want to put you in that box and keep you there and lock you in there, but it's, like, it's up to you to get out, you know. It's, like, you got to do that shit yourself. So that's what... My childhood made me understand, like, this is my life. I can do whatever I want with it. Whether it's make a billion dollars, million dollars, travel the world, whatever. Like, <laughs> I just got to do it and set the right steps and the right goals to do it. And it's possible. Anything's possible. I've been a firm believer. Anything's possible and everything happens for a reason or like, the quotes I will live and die by.
1: Hey, shout out to her. It was her birthday yesterday, yeah, right? Sue,
0: mm-hmm. yep. Mama Bennett. Hey, happy birthday to her, too. Yes, big happy birthday to her. <laughs>
1: I took a lyric, right? You know, this is what we specialize in. Drake, Churchill Downs, he says, Therapy session, I'm in the waiting room reading Forbes. Abandonment issues I'm getting treated for. How much water can I fit under the bridge before it overflows? And, man, we all have that trauma, right? We all have that trauma that we deal with, baggage right baggage as people will say you know now it's baggage that somebody else has to deal with because you're holding on to it for so long and you pour into someone else to the point where you fucked them up now and you're you're destroying your relationships in that sense that you can't hold anything healthy anymore because you're not trying to fix yourself you're not trying to figure that out amongst yourself right and that's why i focus so heavily on mental health because people need to be able to express themselves. People need to find that safety within music, within art, any type of uh, form of self-expression, right? And that's why people loved Mac Miller. That's why people loved Juice World. You know, rest in peace to both of them. So for you, how has mental health played a role in your life?
0: Shit, man, that, that bar hits, too, because I have been on uh, Forbes, <laughs> actually, with Cole. They, uh, crazy, bro. They came to our hometown, and they did a whole, like, clip at our high school, like, real just, like, where we came from. And I don't know, man. Mental health is, like, such a big thing. And, it's, like, as a as a male and even in the, the world I work in, it's, like, not many people talk about that shit. And it's, like, seeing that fighter, Patty the Baddie, he's, like, we got to make it, like, acceptable for guys to, like, be able to talk about that shit. And that's why I love, like, lyrical and then the family we have is, like, no one will ever shame you for going through something we're always open arms like bro you need something i got you you need a hand a what this that like whatever it is i got you and if i can't i'm gonna try my hardest to get you there or figure it out so we can get it you know but man like i always like i was telling you earlier bro like without happiness and like you have to love yourself before anything in this life will ever happen you have to love yourself you have to give yourself the opportunity to be happy or else shit doesn't go the same and it's like bro you can accomplish a million things if you're not happy you're not gonna like that shit you know what i'm saying like all these billionaires and millionaires like if they're not happy like yeah they're rich but they probably still have self like problems with the within themselves or the, their families that is like fucking them up it's the biggest thing to me is mental health and then like to see you know juice you know go through that shit and it take his life and also take away someone so special to so many people. The music you put out, the the therapy that he was, the, the, like, doctor, therapist that he was to these kids, like, it sucks, it hurts, you know? So, that in itself is, like, the biz- biggest example of take care of yourself, man. Battle with your demons and your vices, but it won't last forever. Drugs will kill you, you know what I'm saying? Like, sad depression, it will take you places that you don't want to be. So, Take those steps Reach out Talk to someone Even if you think There's no way Like Even if you think Man there's no way I'm gonna get over this There's no way I'm gonna get out of this hump There's a way There's a will There's a way And trust me bro People have I always say that shit To my girlfriend Whenever she gets sad I'm like Look around Like we're alive We're breathing Like we have a house We have food Like people wake up Sleeping on fucking rocks In other countries You know what I'm saying Don't know their family bro Don't know where they're gonna eat and like, that's not even Another country That's here You know what I'm saying People sleep on the streets bro People have nothing No family No nothing Literally jack shit mm-hmm. To think of that bro Think of waking up With not a house Not a blanket A jacket not, You gotta go stand outside With a cup Like bro That shit is so crazy So it's like it could always be worse, you know, and you gotta, you just gotta be strong, you have to be mentally strong, it's such a cliche and simple thing to say, it's like, I still battle with that shit, you know, I still fall in slumps, I still get down on myself, everything I've done and been a part of, it's not always fucking rainbows and butterflies, you know what I'm saying, it it happens, don't be ashamed, it happens, literally, that's always what I say.
1: You know, I really appreciate you being so open about it, and you know, talking about it, because you don't, you don't see those people doing it anymore. You don't see the people at the top doing it. And the thing that gets missed a lot is when people convey it in their music or convey it in anything, people miss the point, right? A lot of people feel it and they're like, yeah, that shit hit. I felt that. Or this shit's hard. But nobody really thinks, okay, that artist made that shit, yeah. what the fuck are they going exactly. through, you know what I'm saying, I'm
0: gonna take it and really dissect it, and think like, damn, how can I use this to help me, or like, yeah, nah, and I feel like that's, you know, that's why like, I came on here, you know, I respect your work, and I, it's a good platform to reach out and show people, like, man, whatever you're going through, it's like, it's okay, it happens, it happens, being sad happens, being depressed happens, being, having anxiety happens, like, how are you gonna, better yourself how are you gonna take it and use it to your advantage as hard as it sounds like oh be sad to my advantage like put some fire under you you know what i'm saying like look at what you have for like you said you never know who you're gonna meet tomorrow you know so it's like wake up put a smile let's go fuck it If being sad
1: is what it takes to fucking be successful make it happen you bro go
0: through that shit It's like if life ain't easy life ain't perfect if it was shit if life was perfect and no one got sad and no one fell and no one made mistakes it's not life, you know what I'm saying? That's an imaginary life. Get that out of your head. That's
1: a movie. That's a movie I don't want to be in.
0: Exactly, bro. That's a movie no one wants to watch. <laughs> Literally, no one wants to watch some perfect. That shit, people want to see you fall, get back up. Everyone loves the underdog. It's always been like that, you know what I'm saying? So use that shit.
1: Yeah. So talking about Juice, man, you have that picture framed with you calling Juice. Um, talk about that relationship you had with him and, you know, really what he meant to you.
0: Shit, man, that was, like, such a special person to me, to Cole, to everyone. Such a good dude, fun, happy. He, like, you hear his music, and then you're with him, you're like, bro, how is this you saying this? Like, you're so happy. All you do is smile, play games, and, like, but it's like, you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. But he meant the world to me, man. Him and all his people around him, Grade A, Pete, G-Money, Bibby family to me they've taken care of me in ways I can't even explain or say and like just family and very 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 big special place in my heart that whole process and being a part of that I'll take it to the grave you know and that is like one of the most prideful and biggest moments of my life and I feel like probably will be for the rest of my life is that I got to be very good friends and I got to meet him when he wasn't famous and when he was just a kid and I got to watch him grow to the superstar and go on all these tours with him see him overseas you know at arenas DJ at the opening got to go on two tours with him you know like I, yeah I went on I went on his first tour it was this dude from Dallas I forgot his name but it was him Mosey Corday and then juice and i was i ended up djing for mosey for like two weeks of the tour because his dj got sick or some shit i had to leave mosey first show um, first show of the tour first song first time ever djing on tour first song of the fucking thing they sent me all the files you know song doesn't work everyone's like in the crowd like standing around they're like play the song i'm like bro i can't like it's not working like we're gonna have to figure something out play the next one improvise but I remember I was like, I never want to feel that again. I'm going to be on point, sound check, make sure this shit runs smoothly, take this shit seriously, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But, yeah, Juice, man, I had so many fun memories with him. He took me on my first private jet, showed me what life was for real. Is that where that picture is from? Mm-hmm. Mm. I was on the jet. Wait, which one? The one of me, him, and Cole? Yeah, yeah, No, that's um, on set in Nuketown with Ski Mask. Oh, okay. But we took a jet. We I took a few jets with him but took me on my first jet first arena tour you know we were like shooting basketball in arenas and then performing in them later so it was like just a beautiful experience that I can't even put into words man it just so special to me and one of the greatest moments of my life and all the memories I made with him I'll never forget and then just the fact that he got to impact all these kids and we got to put him there and be a part of putting him there is, is beyond I'm beyond grateful for it for real. I love him, miss him. I'll never forget him, and I know the world won't. And it kills me to see all the shit that goes on now with him being gone. I'm just like, man, let the kid rest in peace, you know. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. R. I. P. Juice. Rip. Miss you, brother.
1: No, just like you said, right? I wanted to give that a moment, but just like you said, music brings people together. Uh, you said it in a past interview And you've also You know You've mentioned it here That music really does Bring people together And Juice brought people together With All Girls Are The Same Empty You know Just like we were all talking about records. All All it's that hard. music It really hits deep And you're like Damn man I I listened to that shit When I was going through My own shit You know
0: Hell yeah bro Nah Juice got me through The hardest moments of my life Like his music You know Being friends with him Of course like Showed me more life But this music, to me, it's a cold, like, bro, when I still get sad, when I go into shit, I put on juice and just ride around, drive to drive through L.A., go pull up to his house, bumping his music, whenever I'm like, fuck, I, I need you, bro. Just give me a sign, you know, like, let me know it's going to be okay. When it does. It always helps me to this day. It's a, like a therapy, you know, listening to his music.
1: That's crazy, man. So for you, how has music helped you, right? We mentioned it a little bit earlier, you know, music being, music being, a medicine right music being a medicine for a lot of people in this world and especially with what we do right we're involved in the culture we're involved in showing and sharing that with other people but we don't really focus on like how it's helped us and let people know that right so for you how does it helped?
0: just like you guys just like every other listener man whenever i'm down or going through something it's it's a reminder that it's going to be okay you know it's like that simple it just lets me know this is a this is a phase this is a a point in time that is tough and it sucks but there's always tomorrow there's always next week there's always next month there's always more life there's always more life we're so young the fact that kids 16 17 15 whatever get so depressed and sad to the point where they kill themselves and like think that this is it kills me bro like you should never be that young and not worried about your life bro you're so we're young i'm 25 years old and i know like this i'm young like i people don't get successful until they're 30 35 40 you know what i'm saying like whatever you're going through it's never that serious and there's always someone who's there to listen and if there's not hit me up bro there's so many kids who will reach out to me in dms damn jake i'm i'm really going through something i i I don't want to be here anymore but i'll respond so fast be like call me i got you i'll have an hour call with strangers i don't know just let them know it's okay i go through it we go through it you know what i'm saying like music showed me that and just taught me like it's like unconditional love like music is always there for you you always have a phone to play music you know you can always just listen to a track that speaks to you or you feel so deeply that gets you through that and like music has done that for me multiple times you know got me through something when I was sad and depressed and didn't want to be here like there's been times where I wake up like damn I don't want to wake up you know what I'm saying shit happens I'm not ashamed to say it life is tough life sucks sometimes you know (laughs) I went through some hard shit that I didn't want. I didn't want to do shit anymore. You know, I was like, I'm unmotivated. And then I look at shit like Juice. You know, he took 999. You take that shit, you turn it into a positive because you never know what life's going to bring you. You never know what's on the other door. Literally. You just got to keep going.
1: I want to highlight the fact that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to not feel like yourself and it's okay to be sad and down. And, you know, let life beat your ass for a little bit. Let it kick you until you're down. And But at the end of the day, like, you're going to be okay you're going to come back around and things are going to get better and there's light on the other end of the tunnel you just got to get there and i talked about that recently with um somebody that it's crazy that people go so young right 15 16 17
0: so sad it's fucked up
1: bro. like you know how much shit, like personally like for me so much shit has happened since then i couldn't imagine something like that ending that early you know what i'm saying so man that's that's just crazy that you bring that up and i'm man i really hope that whoever is going through that shit, you know they they find a way to feel seen find a way to feel heard because shit, if it's you if it's me if it's somebody else that they need they can definitely reach out and find that safety right you guys have shined a light on the world and shined a light on a lot of these artists but when the world went dark you know the pandemic everything in 2020 how did you handle that and how did you know lyrical handle that because it definitely changes the way business operates how you operate as a person and just everything going on
0: yeah man that was tough for the whole world no, i mean i don't know like that, i feel like that quote was like we can live through anything if magic made it like that's a quote you know like that man had what do you have hiv mm. right and you made it it's like we can live through anything, bro, we made it through the pandemic, we made it through a year of lights out, stay in your crib, you can't do shit, you know what I'm saying, like, we made it through that shit, so it's like, I don't know, that shit, I mean, of course, business, we couldn't shoot videos, we couldn't do shows, we couldn't travel, and we still did a little, but it wasn't what it was, but, man, we just had to be there for each other, like, there was a point when, all of us were staying in the office you know what i'm saying we were like trying we were taking mushrooms and like we don't we don't do that. we were like bro like we need to find something like we were you know and shit, bro we ended up taking mushrooms a few times and like gave us light like damn bro this is gonna end like everything else this will once come to an end and we'll be back to doing what we're doing but it seems so far away and it was a long ass time you know what i'm saying like covid sucked bro and like me i couldn't dj i couldn't make money like it was slow and like shit, bro covid was when i was the most fucked up on drugs i had just made a bunch of money and they put me in a wherever i'm at for a year and say there's no of course i'm gonna do drugs you know and then after covid is when i stopped doing drugs and was like damn i gotta get my shit together you know but i had to go through that i had to feel that fucking darkness times 10 <laughs> like you know and um but I don't know. It brought us together. We all just had to be there for each other unconditionally and like remind each other, like, "Hey, it's okay. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get through this, just like everything else. What what's what comes must leave, <laughs> you know." So, but it was tough, and but we made it through, and now we're here. We have the festival back, videos back. I'm DJing. You know, everyone's doing their thing, so it's good. But it was tough. I know everyone can say the same. You know, especially like. Like I said, luckily I was blessed enough to have some money saved up, but it, like it was really fucked up. People couldn't work and shit. So, shout out to PPP loans
1: for all the people that took
0: them. <laughs> real shit, man. I took that money too, not the PPP, but like that free money. Like, bro, I, like oh, yeah. I mean shit, bro. It was real. Like I couldn't DJ, you know. I Feel like every artist got that shit, you know. It's like we really couldn't do shit. We couldn't do shows, you know what I'm saying?
1: Hey, right, make sure you're doing your taxes.
0: So. Yeah, do your taxes. Pay, yeah, pay taxes. Work hard. And earn that shit. So what do
1: you feel like helped you get out of that? Uh, You mentioned addiction, right? And especially through that year long.
0: It took a lot, bro. Like, I had to, like, almost lose everything I had. You know, like, literally, like, everything. Like, lyrical, my DJing shit. Like, Cole's not, like, the type of person to sit around and watch you fuck your life up. So when I was doing that shit, he was just like, bro, like... You're giving me no option bro you know i don't surround myself with this and neither do you this isn't who you are you know like i understand shit's tough right now but come on you're better than this and then it was crazy because like COVID hit juice died and i was like so sad i was like in such a slump and um i was like listening to juice's music and like you know i got high with juice when i was friends with him and like of course i I wasn't getting as high as him, but I was. It was like a point towards the end when I seen him like slipping, and I was like, "Bro, you gotta stop! Like, you can't do this, bro. We can't lose you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we can't." And, like, I was definitely one of those people, and throughout all the controversy, everyone around Juice told him to stop. Me, Cole, Bibby, G Money, his cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all tried can't tell someone to do what they don't want to do you know what I'm saying he's a grown-ass man he's not gonna listen to you he's a rich grown-ass man who's who's the biggest thing in the world you can't tell him shit like we all tried to tell him to calm down and relax but we had a lot of good memories just having fun beyond doing drugs but you know we were young of course we did drugs we were on top of the world you know what I'm saying we were on tour (laughs) but then it started to get too serious and i told him like yo you know, we all did Yo, you need to chill before it's too late and then after he passed like put me in a dark place and then i eventually like started to understand i was like bro like this shit just took my best friend you know what i'm saying like this man who was on top of the world who had everything didn't even get to live mm-hmm. what he worked for 21 21 was rich died with millions in his account didn't even get to experience it so i started to like take everything and really Put it in my brain and was like, "You're blessed, Jake. You know, don't be stupid. Don't fuck up the blessings that God and whoever is out there gave me. You know, mm-hmm. so sort to do that. And then beyond that, I didn't want to disappoint my friends and my family. I wanted to make them proud, and I just had to grow up. You know, like had to really realize what was in front of me and the opportunities and the blessings I had, and I didn't want to fuck them up. And then I met my girlfriend, and she was. A great part showed me real true happiness i fell in love and now i you know i don't do drugs i'm happy You're i smoke yeah exactly home. you know i party and i go to festivals and i'll have fun of course but like i'm not relying on it for happiness and I'm, it doesn't make me feel like myself now i'm myself just me mm-hmm. and i feel like that's why people do drugs because they think oh this is this is who i'm supposed to be this is this is this is the happiness and the numb or whatever it's not <laughs> like it's temporary but everything's still there all your problems are still there you have to solve them you have to take the steps to figure it out to find your happiness find your joy you know so i had to do that and step by step figure it out and just focus on happiness myself
1: it's a temporary escape honestly and
0: it's a good one but it's temporary
1: my cousin told me he's like and it was with drinking he's like you never drink when you're sad when you're down because That's just you know it leads to bad things. Whereas when you're partying and celebrating, having a good time, you know it's an enhancer. It's a mood enhancer. You're lit. You're having a good ass time. Yeah,
0: it's a crazy thing to to realize. But when you do, it's blessing. And not many people get to to that point where they realize. Like that's like if you have that thought, where you're like, damn, like this isn't me like that's something bro that's special whether you're trying to quit or not you're just thinking like damn this isn't me i know i could be better you have a lot of shit that other people don't have the fact that you're even realizing and thinking of it and trying to visualize it is something that is so hard to get to you know and then of course quitting and really stopping is a whole nother journey but it's like start somewhere you know so start and and, and manifest it and visualize it and be around good people and I'm blessed to have the greatest group of friends with Lyrical and then beyond outside my friend Carmen, all the people I've met in the industry, Bibi and all my friends in LA, Todd and the Face guys, like I'm just blessed to have good people around me that are successful and show me the right ways, you know. Not even show me but they set examples, you know. And that's like why I do what I do and Cole, like want to set an example for these kids like you can do anything nothing is impossible anything is possible you just have to set goals make them and stay at it and let all the other bullshit fly past you and stay that tunnel vision you know for you
1: why do you feel like you guys market a lot towards this younger generation
0: i just think like i just said man like kids love to see we're young we're from a small town and like there's not I, i don't know i feel like whenever you see a success story it's always an older older person older group but we're literally a group of 23 to mid high 20s you know now but we started we were all 18 19 20 we just wanted to do something different we wanted to get out we wanted to leave that small town we didn't want to follow the book that was written for us you know like we didn't want to do that and we were willing to do whatever it took you know so i feel like those kids they find inspiration and then the music they trust us we bring them good music because like you think we're doing this music because, like, oh, these kids will like it. We're like, bro, we love this shit. This shit makes us feel good. Juice made us feel good. You know, like, Leroy made us feel All these guys, like, we loved that shit. brought us joy. So, if, you know what I'm saying? Trust us. Like, live this. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they they connect and they trust us. And now we're at this point where they really trust us. And, you know, we've done so much. As far as, like, we try and do free show, we pick up the park, we bring this festival to Chicago for these kids to enjoy, we do shows, we do these merch so people can feel good, we try and make our merch not expensive so everyone can experience it, you know, so we just try to be there for the youth because we were once them, you know, young and inspired and wanted to do more and wanted to live a big life and bright lights and tours and this and that and millions and, you know, we wanted it, we dreamed about it. It was always a dream, you know? So every kid has dreams, so I feel like that's why.
1: And I really like the message that you're sharing, bro, just that I don't wanna be the status quo. I don't wanna be told what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go make some shit for myself, and that's really me at this point, where I'm like, fuck, bro. I don't don't wanna be the basic family, house, kids type shit, right? Because to me, that was always, okay, my parents' ceiling is my floor, right? How the fuck do I go higher than that?
0: How do I get my ceiling 50 feet tall? Like, I, don't, I trust me, bro. And that's why I told you, like, I really love what you be doing on here and, like, the message that you are creating. Like, that's why I'm here speaking this message because, you know, you drew inspiration. And I'm like, yeah, I want to come share my message and what I've been through so these other kids can see it too, you know? So, and, you know, if you were never like, fucking, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to just take that risk. You have to take risks, kids don't not be scared to take a risk and fall and fail and do whatever you know what i'm saying just fucking do it don't think too hard just do it and i've always been struggled with that like scared to put something out don't be scared failure is just failure is just a word you know it's a word and a feeling you'll get over it but when you hit that succession and when you get one success or one a plus Man, that will drive you to never stop trying. You know what I'm saying.
1: Talking about these kids, man. You guys worked with a lot of kids, little Teka, uh, little Pump. I mean, not kids, but you know, young, teenagers, yeah, no, right? Man, teenagers, yeah, yeah. Bro. yeah, young young adults, yeah, yeah. we'll say, right? So young. Uh, little tecca uh, little Pump, just like you said, Juice LaRoy. World, Leroy. You know what was it like being on the ground floor for all of that?
0: It's a really cool thing to see the future. You know the the powers in the youth we are all we have in this world you know with the kids comes revolutionizing what parents told us you know like if you look someone from the 80s went to the 90s be like you guys are doing it all wrong this is not life 90s come to 2000 be like what the fuck is this so a person from the 80s brought them in 2022 be like they'd probably go back to the 80s like I'm not staying here mm-hmm. but it's like this is what it is the world will only keep keep growing keep moving keep progressing keep making new crazy shit elon musk's and bill gates and cole bennett's and juice worlds and x's it's only gonna keep going you know what i'm saying and that's like the beauty of working with these kids because like the future's bright you know what i'm saying like this shit's not doing 100 million for nothing like these people feel the substance and they really relate to it so it's like it's a beautiful thing.
1: I love that. I love that shit, bro.
0: Just like you said, you know,
1: the world's going to keep evolving and people are going to keep changing and new shit's going to come. It doesn't matter where we are in this fucking world. It
0: starts with the kids. Kids learn early, man. And that's why we want to be able to, to teach them the right ways and teach them to do shit like this, take risks and keep going chase your dreams. We're
1: going to do some reflection
0: just real quick before we end.
1: What's one of the best memories you made with one of those young artists? So, you know, just let anyone you can think of.
0: I have a lot of good memories with Leroy, just, like, watching him, you know, come and become what he wanted. That's, like, the blessing beyond it all is, like, you get to see these kids' dreams come true and, like, now these kids, these people. You get to watch them chase their dreams and succeed at it and then go sign a deal and be able to take care of their family and, you know, and then their hometown, all these younger kids are like, damn, I could be that, you know, and, like, that's the beauty of everything, seeing someone succeed and then seeing other people watch them and be like, I could do that. And then you have other kids who are like, I'm going to try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you say, if you don't try it, you never know. I could deal with failure. I can't deal with not trying and never knowing the the outcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I did do that and become famous and rich? But I didn't. You know, fuck that. Try it. That's all these people juice. X, they tried it. They did it. They said, fuck it. I'm going to do it.
1: And just keep on
0: encouraging people to
1: do it, right? Because when I was 16, 17, and I seen these dudes blowing up, I'm like, damn, I'm too late. I'm, not, I'm never going to get never there. Never too late, bro. And then we started this shit, and now I have I feel like I'm getting old. Future dropped oh, his first album
0: at 30. He was 29 when Future dropped his first album. Now he's the biggest artist in the world. You're never too old, bro. Unless you're 50 or 40, maybe then. But still then, fuck it, try it.
1: Even if you have one kid, maybe two or three is too many.
0: <laughs> <But> <laughs> maybe still, it's too late. <laughs> fuck it, still try it. You never know. Last
1: thing, man. I really appreciate your time. And, man, I feel like we've had a great conversation. Likewise. I haven't asked shit about Cole because this was about you, bro. I don't I, I don't want it to that. be about that. But I need, you know, you shared a story about a lot of people on other interviews. I need a personal uh you and Cole story, bro.
0: Shit, man. Oh, there's so many. I don't
1: know if you can say it, but what the fuck did you guys get arrested for?
0: We were really young. And I'm not going to say what we were doing, but we would steal these glass balls. Like, you know garden marbles? Yeah, like yeah, big yeah marbles? Okay, okay. We were just, like, obsessed with them. So we would just, like, steal all of them from around town, right? Like, we was just, like, our thing. We were, like, bro, we were, like, um, 12 years old, you know? Stupid shit. Staying out past curfew. But We just, like, had this garage with, like, 20 garden balls in it.
1: Nobody questioned it? His mom didn't question it? No one knew about it. We were oh, hiding okay, them, of course, okay. you know
0: what I'm saying? But one night, we were going to steal another garden ball, and a cop pulled up. Like, this is it. Cop pulls up. He's like, yo, like, I knew that there had been, like, 20 of these stolen, you know. So I'm like, Cole, like, we got arrested. I'm like, Cole, whatever you do, bro, just don't tell him that we've been stealing the balls. Because we are kids, you know, his mom's there. Just tell him the truth. Like, Cole, whatever you do. Like, my dad got arrested. So I'm like a different type of kid. Like, I believe in don't snitch. You know, like, my dad never snitched. He did his time. I'm like, bro, they're not going to arrest us. for kids, you know. Just tell him you don't know about anything that's been going on around town so we walk in Cole's with his mom I'm with my mom and uh I know Cole's mom's probably like just tell him the truth you know she's a very nice lady and I'm like all right so either we're gonna open up this door and they're gonna be like you're arrested for stealing 20 garden balls you know what I'm saying and like we would like break them in the middle of the street and like it's just bad shit and uh this one, me and Cole really became I was like all right this is my best friend forever and we walked out and he like looks at me he's you know and i'm like oh yeah like we walked out we ended up getting away we got like in trouble for curfew but never snitched you know we didn't we didn't snitch we continued to steal a couple more garden balls so, yeah we were just kids being stupid bro like oh no funny as hell running around town that that sounds like some cornfield shit. yeah exactly it's <laughs> some middle of nowhere shit like we just didn't have anything better to do so we just ended up with like 25 garden marbles that were like this big and just broke them Uh, you guys were hiding them we were just like we would break some of them but we kept them for the most part because we just like we're like fuck we're just gonna steal everyone around town it's like someone would see when they would call us like yo it's on this corner of this house and like we'd be like all right go in there tonight and take that shit and then but yeah we didn't get in trouble for it so that's funny as fuck all right
1: bro well i appreciate your time i know you got to get out of here but man i really look forward to chopping it up more with you and just likewise bro Hopefully, we can do some shit, bro.
0: Stay in touch, bro. Let me know. You know, you're more than welcome to come to any show or festival next year. You know, I got you. We'll take care of things.
1: For sure, bro. I appreciate it.
0: Appreciate you. Thank you for having me, <laughs> Of course. Appreciate it, bro. All right, guys.
1: That's going to be all today. Thank you for watching. Make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. And make sure you pop out to a Glow Up Jake set, man.
0: Pull up. I'm DJing every club in Chicago. Bounce, Joy, all of them. Pull up. Got a lot of shows coming, too, man.
1: There you go. Sad boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad
0: Radio.